Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. remember me <laughs> it's me I'm the presenter of this podcast private education that you that you listen to um I'll understand completely if you no longer recognize my voice you haven't heard it in two weeks unless you've been going through the back catalog and listening to back episodes which I'm eternally grateful for um yeah I had a lot on the last couple of weeks in spite of it all um one of the things I had on was this pandemic which we have all got on and it gets in the way and it gets in the way of creativity and um people's moods shall we say um my mood I mean and yeah I just had a couple of Fridays where I was like I actually can't create anything today because it will be a shambles so in the interest of only making good quality content for everyone that listens to private education I decided to just take a little pause and then come back. And now I'm going to ease myself in today with a, what will be a short enough but meaty enough um, episode for you. I will probably spend about 30 minutes I think today. Um, I've got two relationship questions in from listeners and they were quite actually long. The, the messages were really long. They spanned four or five screen grabs which I have my phone here ready to read. And they were two that I really felt very strongly about because as you'll hear in the first one, um, there seems to be a little bit of kind of self-gaslighting. Can we say that? Self-gaslighting? I don't know. It just basically, the girl is blaming herself for some of the problems that she's having in a relationship and I just don't think that's fair on her she doesn't deserve to take the blame in any way so I wanted to talk about that a little bit and then the second one is an unresolved should I go back there relationship dilemma and I've been in a similar ish situation before so I thought I could answer that one as well so um, I hope everyone's, before I start, I hope everyone's keeping well and um, I know it's, you know, we've got this kind of five step plan thing going at the moment, but it's still tough. People are still suffering. People are still, um, you know, going through hard times and I've had a rake of messages from people, uh, doctors and nurses in particular um, and frontline workers, like so many, I can't describe to you, I've had so, so many messages from frontline workers saying that they are glad of the podcast, this podcast and other podcasts, um, because it gives them a bit of escapism in their, you know, absolutely kind of hectic and often traumatic uh, working lives. So anybody who's a doctor or a nurse or anyone working in the front line who's listening thank you so much for the work you're doing and I'm glad to be a little bit of light relief um, on those days that you need it. So I'll start off by reading the first question I got in 
I'm obviously going to keep it anonymous as I always do. So it says, hi. So firstly, I really enjoy your podcast. Thank you very much. Secondly, I really need your advice. I'll give you some background. Myself and my boyfriend have been together for three years. He's 10 years older than me. I have always wanted to travel. So I went away for seven months and came back recently. We had our ups and downs while we were away, but stuck together. I came home because of COVID, so came home with no money, no job, etc. I was in bad form for a few weeks, and I know it took its toll on him. I made a conscious decision to be better, sorry, to be in better form, <clears throat> and we've had a good three weeks since. He is the nicest guy. He's so funny, generous, supportive, fit, and I thought trustworthy. His old phone was left on the couch last night. It fell out of his bag, and I thought it was his current phone. We were, lo- we, we were cooking at the time and we had a timer on his phone. I went to check and realised that it was his old phone and it was off. I turned it on. For some reason, I don't know why, I looked through the phone. Tinder was downloaded and he had been on Wednesday two weeks ago and last Thursday. Both days we weren't together. He actually used a fake profile And he said he went on it out of curiosity to see who was on it. He said that last week he deleted the profile almost immediately because he realised it was so stupid. And he said he hadn't thought about it since. I do not know what to do. I feel mortified, embarrassed, sick, devastated. I almost feel sorry for him. It's the fact it was a different phone. He said he'd never in a million years be unfaithful. And I want to believe him, but I feel like, like a fool if I do. I almost feel like it's my fault for being so moody. I know this year was hard for him and with me being away and I'd almost understand if he did it while I was away. But he swears on his life, etc. He never did anything of the sort. I just really do not know what to do. I never in a million years thought he'd do something like this. Right. So there's a lot to unpack there. Um... And I think the first thing that jumped out at me anyway was the fact that you looked through his phone. Now, I'm in no way, in no way blaming because we have all done that. I don't think there's a person who hasn't had the inclination at least to look through their partner's phone. I know I've done it in the past. I haven't done it in in recent years, but I definitely have done it in the past. And it's a compulsion, like you can't control yourself. It's it's almost like I the only thing I can liken it to is I used to bite my nails and I would want so badly for them to grow. I would want so badly to have nice nails. And yet I'd be sitting there biting them and saying to myself, don't do this. Why are you doing this? You want to grow your nails. And I know that's a, it's a more lighthearted thing than what you're going through, obviously. But it's the set like I, I was sitting there consciously doing it. And also consciously telling myself not to do it. So I completely understand the compulsion to check your partner's phone. I don't think it's a good idea uh, for many reasons. But the kind of main one is if you go to your partner, if you've checked their phone and you go to them with whatever you've found. And you will find something because if you're checking your partner's phone, you'll if, if not something obvious, then you'll almost invent something that you found that you can pull them up on. If you do find something and you go to your partner, you're already on the back foot because you have been the one that broke, you, you instigated the break in trust. 
Um, now look, they might be doing all sorts. Um, like on Tinder, like this person who's written in, they might be up to, you know, whatever you suspected they were up to. You might have been completely correct in your concerns, and you might have been completely correct in what you assumed they were doing. But checking their phone puts you at a slight disadvantage that you don't necessarily need to be at. Um. I think women's intuition in this instance needs to be spoken about because women, we do genetically have higher levels of cognitive empathy. We just have a better ability with nonverbal communication. We are better. There's studies. There was a study in the University of Cambridge that was done. Uh, I can't remember what year, but there was like 90,000 people surveyed, men and women. And they checked and they measured it and they did control subjects and all that kind of stuff. And they found that women had better nonverbal communication. They also had a better ability to pick up subtle emotional messages. So what that might translate to for you in your relationship is, and this is to the listener who wrote in, but also to anyone, is that you might notice, say, for instance, you know, you might notice you, you'll notice if your partner's in a bad mood. Okay, so that's not very hard to notice. But say, for instance, you go to a shopping centre and you would normally instinctively take each other's hands and all of a sudden you're walking along and you realise he hasn't reached for your hand or she hasn't reached for your hand. And then you reach for their hand and their hand their, their grip is a bit lighter than normal. Or... You're having dinner with them and their eye contact is a little bit less intense than normal. Or you pop in to ask them a question in while they're working or while they're on a call with their friends or while they're on a Zoom call or something. And they look at you as if you've interrupted them and you, you read a micro expression on their face that says, you're pissing me off. These nonverbal communications are so important in relationships they're so easy to pick up on for women and they're not so easy to pick up up on for men so you women's intuition probably did play a big part here for you in the sense that you could probably sense that something was off with your partner you could probably sense that not I'm not saying that you were went full psychic on it and were like I I sense that he is on Tinder last Thursday. I'm not saying that you've you know you've crossed over and you have a sixth sense, but at the same time you probably could sense you could probably ha- you probably had a feeling that something was off, something wasn't right because look if your fella's on Tinder and he's in a relationship with you, he shouldn't be you know he he knows he shouldn't be doing that one way or the other, whether you were away, whether you had a fight, whether whatever, if you are in a relationship, you both know being on Tinder is inappropriate. So in the back of his mind, he is a little bit off off kilter. He knows that there's something that he shouldn't have been doing. And therefore, his micro expressions, his normal kind of affection itself, or his normal level of affection, whatever that may be, or his normal way of communicating with you would have been slightly off. So it would have come through to you as just, I'm not sure what's wrong with him. But that's, you know, you sense that and therefore were compelled more than you might normally be to look through his phone. So, you know, going through someone's phone 
it's a it's a breach of trust it's a breach of privacy I would hate for my husband to look through my phone not because there's anything in there to find but just because it would show that he didn't trust that there isn't anything there to find and quite often you know I'll have my phone out while we're you know on the couch side by side and I'll get a message I'll open up my whatsapp if he wanted to you know stick his head over and have a look at my whatsapp messages he'd be welcome to I would not hide anything from him but at the same time if he asked to look through my phone or if he looked through my phone when I wasn't there without my permission that would be a a red flag and it would indicate a lack of trust and it would indicate a subtle kind of control or something now I'm not saying that in your in your case in, in the, the listener's case, I'm not saying that that was a um, exertion of control. But what I'm what I'm saying is it was a breach of privacy, be a breach of trust. So. We, and you did find something, look, you found Tinder, so it, it proved you right in a way, but it was probably not the best idea. However, what I will say is. He was completely 100 percent in the wrong for being on Tinder, right? Like. Completely 100%. You said in your message that it was the days you weren't physically together when he was on it. But correct me if I'm wrong, and please do correct me if I'm wrong, you were still in a relationship at this point. So you were together, as in not physically, you weren't in the same room, you weren't in the same house, but you were in a relationship with each other. And as far as I'm concerned, if you're in a relationship with someone, whether they're physically there or they aren't, downloading Tinder or any dating app is not a good not a good buzz for anyone. So I think, you know, that was completely unacceptable from him. And he said, you know, he immediately download or immediately deleted it and it thought it was stupid and all that kind of stuff. But the the action it, the action was taken. You know, you can't take that back. You can't say, well, you know, well he didn't download Tinder. He thought it was stupid. It was fine. Like he did. And you don't know what he has done. You don't know who he has spoken to. You do, don't know who he has potentially met up with and what they potentially did. So that fear or that question will always kind of hang over you in a in a weird way. And I, it shouldn't, you know, as in when I say it shouldn't, in a healthy, all going well sort of relationship, you shouldn't you shouldn't have to constantly be thinking, yeah, I'm having a great time. Oh, look, we went out for a meal and we're having a nice date and we're getting along really well. But then when you're lying there asleep or not asleep because you wouldn't be thinking when you're asleep, but when you're lying there at night beside him, you know, you will have that thought. It will pop into your head. Oh, yeah, but he went on Tinder that time. I wonder did he stick it in anyone? Do you know, that will cross your mind. So you don't deserve that in a relationship, frankly. You deserve to lie beside someone at night and the only thing you have to think about is God, I can't wait to wake up in the morning so we can spend another day loving this person. You don't deserve to have to wonder constantly if you can trust them. And if, I'm not, absolutely not saying that trust can't be rebuilt because it absolutely can. It completely can. I'm not saying that you only get one chance in life and you can't make a mistake. That's not the case. Trust can be rebuilt, but it takes a lot. And it also will take you forgiving yourself for what you perceive as your wrongdoing. Because in your message, and this is the thing I really wanted to 
make sure it got across in your message you say that you thought you know it could have been your fault for being so moody that you know you were in a bad bad mood when he came back from traveling because you had no job and no money and I would like to make it abundantly clear in no way in no way is your fault in a weird you're kind of gaslighting yourself there a little bit like you're kind of talking yourself into being to blame for this somehow and that's absolutely not the case and I just I it reminded me of something uh, obviously this is so um cliche typical me but it reminded me of something from uh, Beyonce's album Lemonade where she quotes a poem when she kind of is figuring out that Jay-Z was cheating on her allegedly of course legal reasons you know um she quotes a poem by Warson Shire and she says how she tries to change herself um to make herself more amenable and more kind of just easy to be around and easy to live with so she the, the poem goes like this I tried to change close my mouth more tried to be softer prettier less awake Fasted for 60 days, wore white, abstained from mirrors, abstained from sex, slowly did not speak another word. In that time, my hair, I grew past my ankles. I slept on a mat on the floor. I swallowed a sword. I levitated. I went to the basement, confessed my sins and was baptised in a river. I got on my knees and I said, Amen. And I said, I mean. So that's the excerpt, I suppose, from the Warsenshire poem that Beyonce uses. And she's saying all these things it's it's all kind of religious you know fasting and wearing white and abstaining from sex and not speaking all those things are kind of religious practices and they're all about making yourself smaller making yourself you know she talks about saying she's less awake and like I firmly believe that in every relationship that you're in you should be completely awake you should not need to you know quieten your mood you should not you know, you should not feel bad for being who you are and having the feelings that you were having. You had to come home from traveling, which was a dream of yours. And you had to come home in the middle of a global pandemic. You had to come home to no job, no money. You weren't able to go out anywhere. You weren't able to just continue your life as it was. And you are taking that on as a reason that your partner, who is supposed to, you know, be supportive and understanding, decided wait this one now she's giving me hassle so I'm gonna go on tinder like absolutely not in no way should your mood be a reason for your partner to be unfaithful obviously everyone you know there's so many people who have mental health problems and who have mental health issues and you know go through depression and things like that and it is don't get me wrong it can be difficult for the partner to live with that and it can be difficult for their partner to know what to do in those situations. And I mean, I know lots of people who have suffered or struggled with depression or, or um, anxiety or, you know, any issue like that. And their partner has kind of thought, well, I don't know what to do here. But the answer was never download Tinder. Like, that was never the answer. The answer is, okay, absolutely try and help them, try and support them, try and, you know, learn about the condition that they're suffering, learn about, ask them about how they're feeling, ask them why they're upset or what's getting them down, etc. If it comes to a point, of course, where that's 
not feasible. I'm not saying that anyone has to, you know, live with someone that is bringing them down. And, you know, sometimes it does get to a point when you're in a relationship with someone who's struggling with their mental health and you actually get to a point where you can't do anymore and you can't be uh, helpful to them and you can't support them anymore. So you have to take yourself out of the situation. But in your case, it seems as though, you know, you came home, you weren't in great form, you were really struggling. There was a an actual global pandemic on and you were unemployed and had no money and had to give up on the dream that you had to travel for, for a period of time. That is not enough. That does not warrant your partner just giving up on things and breaching your trust and going on Tinder. It, it just doesn't. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Um, he should have handled himself differently. And, you know, you guys could have communicated the issue. You could have been like, well, look, I was really down. I'm very sorry about that. And, you know, thanks for supporting me through it and blah, 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 blah. blah. And that, that could have been that whole issue just knocked on the head. But instead, you you were put through this, you know, breach of trust. And I just think it's unacceptable, to be honest. Now, my advice on this, look, if you love him, you've been together for, what, three years, I think you said. If you love him and you trust him, or you have trusted him up until this point is what I'm trying to say, communicate with him, talk to him, tell him how you felt, tell him that you're blaming yourself and that you don't think that's fair openly communicate communicate as honestly as you possibly can and see what he comes back with see what way he's communicating back with you he may have already mentally checked out of this relationship he may have had seven months where you were out of the country to slowly kind of realize that he's not as invested in as he thought he was he might just be at a you know you said there's a big age gap there's 10 years in in the difference he might be at a different stage in his life and be wanting different things or going through different things so have a have a talk 
you know, sit down, communicate, be completely honest. You've nothing to lose here. You've nothing to lose. All you have to gain is a, a stronger relationship or a stronger version of you that, you know, is single. So have the have the talk, sit down, communicate, talk about the issue again. Be as reasonable as you feel you need to be, but please don't be afraid to say what you think and say that it wasn't your fault and it was it was unacceptable to you that he went on Tinder. And you know, be completely honest and say I'm not sure if I can trust that you didn't do anything with someone while I was away or that I that you didn't do anything with someone that's still ongoing or whatever it is that your concern is. And get all those things out onto the table because unless you talk about them and unless you verbalize the way you're feeling, you'll never be able to resolve it. If you keep it all in and don't talk about it to anyone, him in particular, it's never going to be fully resolved. That's the only advice I can give at the moment because the result of that talk will will tell you everything you need to know really. And but do do believe that trust can be rebuilt, but also believe that it's going to be work on your part because you're going to have to get to a point where you can go to bed every night and lie beside him and feel comfortable and safe and supported and not feel as though if you if your mood changes or if you have a bad few weeks where you're you're feeling down or you're feeling low that that gives him license to go off and download tinder and do what he wants you're going to have to get to a point where you feel like comfortable being you in a relationship you feel comfortable that he is trustworthy in that relationship and that's the only way you're going to get to move forward I hope that advice was good. I never really know. I can never gauge it because, you know, when I'm here doing an episode by myself, no one's nodding or, you know, telling me to shut up or uh, telling me I'm being ridiculous or anything like that. So I have really no gauge, but I hope that was good advice. And I hope anyone listening who's in a similar situation found some kind of um, some kind of good advice in there. And I also I can't believe I quoted poetry as well. Who the hell am I? But, you know, Beyonce, grand. OK, so we'll move on to the next one um this one is going to be a little bit shorter because I don't have quite as much advice but sure we'll go for it anyway uh this is another girl um woman I should say and she says my ex-boyfriend and I broke up almost four and a half years ago we were both completely in love with each other when we broke up we broke up due to my family hating him and she puts hating in capital letters my dad despised the fact that he was bisexual and my brother even hit him once my own relationship with my family was seriously taking a turn for the worst and my home life became unbearable because of my romantic relationship and this drove me to end it I'm great friends with my ex's sister and get along really well with his parents so I still see him fairly often and hear about him regularly about a year and a half ago I bumped into him on a night out and we said hi and whatever but he was acting really strange and left very quickly. He texted me again later on, telling me he's never been able to get over me and still had the same feelings for me as the day we stopped seeing each other. I was seeing someone at the time and it was beginning to develop into something more serious, so I shut this down and told him that what we had was in the past. Ten months later, I was out for lunch with his sister and parents and they mentioned he had a new girlfriend. Even though I was with someone new too, it felt as though somebody had literally punched me in the stomach and I just did not know how to handle it. 
Now we are both single. My relationship ended in January and his did in December. I, ne- I have now come to realise that I was always comparing my most recent ex to this guy and wondering what things would be like with him now. He's always on my mind and I don't think I'm over him. I want to reach out and tell him all of this, but I don't want to be that toxic ex-girlfriend that pops up when you've finally forgotten about someone. I don't know whether I just want some closure or something serious. I know my family would have a big issue with it if I was to start seeing him again and I just don't really know what to do. And then she says, I apologise for how stupidly long this is, but I don't really know who I can talk to about this because of my close relationship with his sister. So my first thought there is, I I kind of feel like the reason he's always on your mind is because how, because of how unresolved your breakup was in the sense that you didn't break up because you had a big fight. You didn't break up because the relationship was the pits. You didn't break up because someone cheated on someone or there was some kind of big fallout between you guys the fallout was with your family so you're as you said you're both completely in love when you broke up so in your mind you moved on from something that you weren't checked out of at the time so I feel like that's you know if you move on from a relationship and you're not fully checked out or you haven't fallen out of love quote unquote like I think that's something that's always going to stick with you. Um, and I think as well, the fact that you still have a close relationship with his family means that, of course, he's going to always be on your mind because you have a close relationship. But it's not like you you see his parents, you see his sister and you said you see him occasionally. So it's very, very, very difficult to get someone out of your mind that A, you're still in love with and B, you see all the time and hear about all the time and get updates on all the time and are still involved with the family of like that's that's next to impossible so I think the only way that you're going to know the difference between is this just unresolved you know issues or an unresolved thing that we never got to finish or is this like I actually want to get back with you because I'm deeply deeply in love with you the only way that you're going to know what what the what the reality is there is if you either cut out the person completely and I mean family and friends as well and I don't mean that in a harsh way like you don't have to just disappear off the face of the planet one day but you could ease back on the meeting up with the parents and the sister you could make I don't know make some kind of agreement with the sister that you won't talk about him you're kind of suspended you're kind of in limbo because you're still you're still hearing about him you're still thinking about him you're still talking about him and there there could be an element of you're staying in touch with the sister and the parents because you yearn to still be in touch with him. That that could be part of the reason why you're still onto his parents and onto his sister a lot. Um, not to say that they're not lovely people, I'm sure they are, but that could be a, an, a subconscious motivation to stay in touch with them. Um, I think there's there's two things you can really do here as the the way I see it. You can either cut cut it completely, so you need to like, like I said, pair back the contact with the family, not speak to him, you know, whether it means blocking him or not blocking him, but um, hiding his things on social media, muting him, whatever, even if it does require the L block, fine, whatever you have to do, because you are still, like I said, you're in limbo, you can't see the wood from the trees because you can't cut and run, you can't move on. 
So you're, you're, you know, being kind of drawn back into this past relationship the whole time. And therefore, you know, of course you're comparing your new person to, to the, to the ex because you're still, he's still so front and center in your mind. So the only way that you're going to know for sure whether it's I actually still love him and I really want to get back with him or whether it's just I just can't stop thinking about him because it was unresolved and I'm still mixed up with his family and friends. It's A, cut it out or B, get in touch and, you know, tell him how you've been feeling and see what the response is. If the response is, oh my God, I haven't stopped thinking about you, I love you so much let's get back together, then, I mean, you could potentially try that out and you could potentially give it a go. And I'm not trying to tell you that you're not still in love with this person because I fully believe that if that's the way you feel, then you might well be. But what I'm saying is, excuse me, a word of caution, because if you decide to go back there and message him and get in touch and meet up and potentially get back together, First of all, the family issue will not have gone away. Your family, for better or worse, and I'm not entirely sure why your family feel that way about your ex. I'm not entirely sure why your dad has a problem with his bisexuality because, I mean, that's not a good reason to dislike someone. Um, I, I really think that that issue is not going to go away. So if you do decide to get back with him or if you do decide to get back in touch and tell him how you feel, bear in mind that your family will not be the supportive and loving environment that you need your your relationship to thrive in. And it might not seem completely vital for your family to love the person that you're you're going out with, but it, it kind of is in a way because, you know, they're they're the closest people to you apart from your romantic relationship and if they don't have not that I'm I'm not saying that everyone has to absolutely adore the person that their their daughter or sister or son or brother or whatever is going out with but a general level of respect and a general level of you know um being able to be civil with the people and being able to you know pop over once a week and say hello and have the chats you don't have to be best friends you don't have to be you know going to football games together with his father or anything like that but a general level of respect and and um civility is required and I don't feel as though your family have that with your ex because you said your father didn't like that he was bisexual and he said that your brother hit him so that's very 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 difficult to come back from I think um so that family issue will always be there and it's not easy to exist in a relationship it's not easy to have a relationship when your family don't support it so that's something to keep in mind because it'll be that's basically putting more work on you and more worry on you and more stress on you because your your family and your partner will always be at loggerheads and it's a a very difficult position to be in um I haven't actually been in that position myself but I've I've certainly witnessed it many times and it has never really ended well because either the person ends up resenting their family and and potentially even becoming estranged from their family or they end up resenting their partner and then breaking up with them down the line because they, you know, they can't not be with their family. They can't not see their family. So bear that in mind before you make your decision. And 
the other option which is to cut it cut out all contact with the ex that could do one of two things that could either show you that yeah you were just being drawn back in you were just yeah he was on your mind because of proximity not because you still loved him and it could show you that you are in fact over the person and the second it could show you that you know if you've cut yourself off and you haven't you've, you've given it a few months and you've really made a concerted and proper effort to separate yourself from their life that could show you that you actually do really care about them and that it is more than just the constant reminders and it is something that you want to pursue bearing in mind the family issue that will arise again so my advice would be go into it with your eyes open knowing the whole time that your your family issue will crop back up if you get back together and also knowing that it could be an element of you know you're not actually as in love with him still as you think but it's it's the the reminders and the information and the proximity to his family that's you know kind of clouding your judgment another thing that could be an issue there is that you could value the friendship of his parents and sister because you're not getting that at home with your own family because to me you know if your brother punched him and your dad disagreed with him and and you know didn't agree with his bisexuality that might indicate to me I don't know if it's the case of course I'm I'm just assuming but it could indicate to me that you're you might not have the best relationship currently with your family members as a result of all that so you could be looking to his parents and sister to kind of plug a hole in a way you know that or kind of give you something in in a, in a family scenario that you're not getting uh, from your own family um and while that's really nice and a kind of a, a natural thing to want it's probably not the healthiest to have with the family of your ex-boyfriend just from a practical perspective so I think I'll wrap up there I've gone on past the 30 minutes sure didn't we all know that was going to happen um, and yeah again my apologies for not uh, putting an episode up last week I just needed a little time um, and I'm hoping that kind of over the next while um as the restrictions start to ease, things will get a little bit easier in terms of guests and in terms of, you know, um, feel just me generally feeling better about recording and hopping on the mic because it does actually take, you have to kind of be in a, a good headspace, you know, um, and that's not something that's uh, happening to any of us very often at the moment, if we're honest. So thank you so much for listening. I would appreciate as always, if you wanted to recommend the podcast to a friend or if you wanted to review or if you wanted to, if you're not already subscribed, if you want to subscribe um, and if you haven't listened to all, what is this? This is episode 52, 51, 52. If you haven't listened to all of the rest of the episodes, go back and tip away at the ones that you've missed and bring them on your walks with you, um, your socially distant walks, of course. Um, and yeah, until next time, hopefully it'll be soon. Thank you so much again for listening and stay safe and have fun by yourself. And I'll talk to you next time. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. 
And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.